Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. Romans chapter 6. I just wanted to make sure everybody was awake tonight. Romans chapter 6, verse 5. I know y'all love the word because you keep showing up. And we preach and teach the word here. Um, since we have been united with him in his death, the apostle Paul says, we will also be raised to life as he was. So when you accept Jesus and you're baptized, you are symbolically putting to death your old nature with Jesus. Remember he died on the cross? That means all of the accusations, all the sins, all the guilt. Pastor Jen said it so well Sunday, all the shame. Everything from the past has been crucified with Jesus. Scripture says all the accusations against you were nailed to the cross. Noe and I, we read, I believe it was a guy named Gene Edwards years ago. He's such an odd writer, but you need to look into him. He's a man of God. He had such powerful revelation and insight. I feel like most of his strength was a revelation and insight from God's word. His name is Gene Edwards, but I don't remember the name of the book. Noah, you may remember it, where scripture says that Jesus put death and the grave and everything else in a death grip and took, him, took all of them to the grave with him. It's like he killed death. He put them all in a death grip and said, you're coming with me. You're going to die, but I'm going to raise again. And I'm going to give the keys to my people and they're going to be free. They're going to be free. What is freedom like? Man, nothing to worry about. I know you guys got lives. You got bills. Zia gas bill just keeps coming in every month. I'm like, man, do, they need, do I need to change my address? Well, you may not have gas. Right? It's like the IRS. Please lose my address. Right? Take me off. Somebody said they wrote to the IRS years ago and said, please remove me from your mailing list. I don't think it works that way. Those bills keep coming in, life keeps happening, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you right now, God is concerned about the most minor details of your life, and with that in mind, he's concerned about the major de details, of course. That's dealing with sin and the past and everything else, and the finished work of the cross took care of that. All you gotta do is accept it and believe. All you gotta do is accept it and believe. Since we've been united with him in his death, we will also be raised to life as he was. Let's go on. We know that our old sinful selves, I want you to pay special attention tonight because you'll have some that preach a gospel which isn't the gospel. It's a pack of lies. And they say, well, believers should be able to practice sin. Well, no, brother. No, sister. You may make mistakes, but we don't practice sin. We don't sin just to sin. We're going to repent when we mess up. But listen closely. We know that our old sinful selves were crucified with Christ along with those accusations, along with the past, so that sin might lose its power in our lives. Did you know that when sin loses its power in your life, you don't have to keep doing it? You don't have to keep doing it. I know that AA and the 12-step the programs, they, they do so much right. They do. They even point people toward the Lord many times. Many of those programs are faith-based, and I have all the respect in the world for them. Getting, getting folks out of addiction... But one thing I don't agree about is they call people alcoholics and addicts forever. My opinion, everybody's an alcoholic and an addict. They just ain't tried it yet. Because everybody has, has the ability, the propensity to be addicted to something, the wrong thing. I believe that when God delivers you, you are no longer, it says, well, I can just sample alcohol now. No, you're done. 
the addict and the alcoholic life. I don't know who that's for. It may be for someone on the live stream or on the recording for those listening hereafter. You don't have to be a slave to that anymore. It's like still calling me a sinner. I'm not a sinner anymore. I don't practice sin. Neither do you. You are no longer a sinner. The most carnal, some of the most carnal people we know of in the New Testament, and they probably weren't the most, but we know we have record of some of their stuff, is the church in Corinth. And the Apostle Paul, when writing to them, he says, to the saints at Corinth. He calls them saints of God. He said, man, saints, well, with my upbringing, don't you have to have a certain amount of miracles and, and do this and they have to make a statue of you? No, a saint is a child of God. Folks have just kind of twisted that up. You're no longer a sinner. Your old sinful self, look at this. We know that our old sinful selves were crucified with Christ, put to death so that sin might lose its power in our lives. We are no longer slaves to sin. Is that good news? Man, that is good news. For when we died with Christ, we were set free from the power of sin. Let's hesitate right there. Can you imagine the power of God where Jesus prophesied his death and resurrection, says, I'm going to die, but I'll be back. I'm going to die, but I'll be back. He handled death. No one had ever been able to do that before. I've, I've read people coming against Scripture and one theory against the deity of Christ and the truthfulness of Jesus being the Son of God is people said, well, a lot of those things in his, in his life, he, he made those happen by the strength of his will, he wasn't really God in the flesh. He, just, he was just a man. He was a good prophet. He was a man of God, but he made those things happen in his life so that they would line up with Scripture. Can you imagine choosing where you're going to be born? Is anyone with me? Only God could have orchestrated his life. That was God in the flesh. The stars even lined up. Look into that. The stars predicted the arrival of your Savior and mine. Only God could have said hundreds and thousands of years before. Did you know Moses? Speaking of Moses, the books of the law, thousands of years ago, he said, God's going to raise up a prophet from among you like me. He predicted the coming of Christ many, many hundreds, hundreds of years before Jesus came. Thousands, really. I don't know exactly how long before. I haven't looked at the timeline in a while. But only God could have done that. And he said, you know, this is so powerful. Remember in the Old Testament, everybody's a slave to sin. They kept having to re-sacrifice, 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 give and give. And, and giving's good. you got to be generous. But, man, they had to meet the priest at the altar and said, man, you did an unintentional sin. we got to go sacrifice a goat, and then we have a scapegoat, and then you got to bring a lamb. And then, man, you're sacrificing bulls and birds. And, man, it's a lot of stuff. And I'm not mocking that, but, man, I would not have done well with that. I'm not very good at details. I probably would have ended up getting stoned at some point. <laughs> Big trouble. Matt forgot to sacrifice two years in a row. He's, he's a man of sin over there. He is not a saint. Oh, my gosh. I and it was a whole lifestyle like that. And you say, well, why did God do that? Man, he was, he was building up to something powerful. Building up to the point where he, he would come in the form of a man. For when we died with Christ, we were set free from the power of sin. God set up the law to say, look, you really can't reach me without me intervening with my perfect blood. All these other sacrifices were imperfect. No matter how perfect they seemed, they wanted to sacrifice animals that didn't have blemishes. But no matter what, it just covered sin. Praise God, Jesus was the Lamb of God who took away the sin of the world. I believe you mentioned that on, on Sunday, Jen. 
Jesus took away the sin of the world. They took it away. People go, well, man, when people die and go to hell, it's because sin sent them there. No, it's because they rejected the sacrifice that Jesus made. Sin is a problem, but it should no longer be your problem once you believe. And you do not have to be a slave to sin. When we died with Christ, we were set free. Someone say set free. Set free from the power of sin. Does sin have power? Yeah. And let me talk, give you some more facts about, about sin. Sin is pleasurable for a season. Sin is deceitful. But let me go back to the first statement I just made. Sin is temporary. It, there's no good benefits from it. It never ends up well. Scripture also says, be sure that your sin will find you out. It eventually comes out if you don't repent. God is not into shaming people. He's into us repenting so that we can come through it and not be ashamed, man. Not be ashamed. You have nothing to worry about. It's under the blood. Someone say it's under the blood of Jesus. Mm, aren't you grateful? I'm grateful. And man, once again, every time I read through the Old Testament, and I read through it every year, I go, wow, this... Man, all the law did, the Apostle Paul said, all the law did was point out how sinful we are. Can you imagine? First day in my class, I'm your teacher. You show up, and I go, here's a list of rules, but you're going to break them. Don't worry, and you're going to be in trouble as often as possible. These rules are going to show you how sinful you are all year long, and you're just going to have to deal with it. That's a tough deal. You say, man, is God imperfect? No, he knew what he was doing. He was laying a groundwork to show the world, to show the universe. Have it written. He even had the Ten Commandments written in stone so that everyone would know they needed a Savior. Mm. Since we died with Christ, we know we will also live with him. I don't know about you, but that's good news for me, man. We're sure of this because Christ was raised from the dead. And he'll never die again. Death no longer has any power over him. Let's hesitate there. If death doesn't have power over him, it doesn't have power over you either. Say, what does that mean for me? Does that mean if Jesus doesn't return, I'm going to live forever? Well, we're in these bodies, and these bodies are flawed genetically now after our, our great-great-grandmother and grandfather messed up in the Garden of Eden, right? We got some funky DNA, so we can't live real long. I mean, it would be good if we lived to 100, 110. You'll be doing great. Many of us say, man, 80 or 90 would be great. But I do know this. You don't have to fear death, so it, has no, it no longer has power over you. And the second death, you'll never be separated from God once you believe in Jesus. You put your faith in Jesus, you get to spend eternity with him. I can't even imagine. The old song, I love quoting old songs. I believe it's the old Amazing Grace song. It said, once we've been there 10,000 years, we will have just begun. That's good news. My mind can't wrap itself around that and say, forever? What is forever? Everything that we've known of has come to an end. My mom's life came to an end. My grandparents have all gone to be with the Lord now. I've got aunts and uncles that went to be with the Lord. I've had other things that have come to an end. I mean, your great vehicles, they last. Man, a good vehicle lasts 20 years. Eventually, it comes to an end. you got to start replacing parts, huh? But can you imagine being in heaven and it does not come to an end? We're sure of this because Christ was raised from the dead and he will never die again. Death no longer has any power over him. When he died, he died once. Someone say he died once. You know the point, the point that the Apostle Paul is making? Jesus didn't have to keep re-sacrificing himself for sin like, like the old law, remember? Ceremonial and moral law and the, and the law of the Old Testament. 
Sacrificial law. Man, you're always having to sacrifice over and over again. Every day they're doing sacrifices. Every day year round. He died once so to break the power of sin. But now that he lives, he lives for the glory of God. Are you seeing the parallel? Now that you live in Christ, you live for God's glory. Let's keep going. So you also should, should consider yourselves to be dead to the power of sin and alive to God through Christ Jesus. If you're dead to sin, do you keep practicing sin? Dear brother and dear sister, you do not. You also should consider yourselves to be dead to the power of sin and alive to God through Christ Jesus. You're dead to sin. So because you're dead to sin, look at this. Because you're dead to sin, do not let sin control the way you live. Do not give in to sinful desires. Hmm. Do not let any part of your body become an instrument of evil to serve sin. Don't let any part of your body be given over as an instrument to serve sin. Not a single member of your body, not your eyes, not your hands, not your mind, nothing, not your brain. Instead, give yourselves completely to God, for you were dead. There's more good news. Look at that. You were dead, but now what? Now you have new life. So use your whole body as an instrument to do what is right for the glory of God. Use your whole body as an instrument to do what is right for the glory of God. Let's pause right there. What are some things we do right for the glory of God? Oh, wow, that's a good one. Forgive. What else? Worship. That's a powerful answer. Forgive, worship. What else we have, people of God? Pray. Use your body for prayer. What else? Serve. That's powerful. Yes, ma'am. We can actually eat right, right? You can serve God as an instrument. You can use your body as an instrument to do what is right by eating right. Yeah, our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit, so you want to take care of them. Yes, ma'am. Break generational curses. That's the right thing to do. Not be under the curse anymore. Mm -hmm. I don't know what's all in my family tree, but there are some habits I never started. I'm going to tell you right now. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now because I don't want to get into it. I've told you this before. I've told you this over the last couple months. It's way easier to keep a good habit than to break an old one. Just be consistent and doing, doing good, right, good things, doing right. Anybody else, I think? Did I see another hand? Love. Mm -hmm. Practice love. That's, that's doing right. That's using your body properly. Rest. Learn to rest. Learn to rest. Rest is okay. You don't have to feel guilty. Everybody has to work. You got to do, you got to have a schedule. You got to be disciplined in certain areas of your life, but you got to learn to take care of yourself. I'm, sometimes I'll tell my wife, man, why, why am I going through this? She's like, I think you're just tired. <laughs> you need to rest, right? Wisdom. Anything else? Use your words to encourage, inspire, and speak life into people. That's good stuff. Man, I've got a bunch of preachers in this house. Praise God. Use your whole body as an instrument to do what is right for the glory of God. Did, you're going to think this is not very spiritual. And I freak some people out because I shouldn't. But you know how it is. You ever smiled at someone and some people take it right and other people are like. I'm like, I'm not being weird. I'm just being friendly. Because this don't work all the time. Look how different my face looks. Look like John Kerry. Some of you got that. Anyway, just, oh, man. 
No, you gotta, you got to smile, man. I love smiling. People, you know what? I love throwing people off with kindness. That's one of my, my funnest and most favorite things to do since I was a kid was disarming people with kindness even when they're being a little weird. And then my goal is I wonder if I can make them laugh in the next few seconds because I'm not going to see them again maybe. I wonder if I can get them to cheer up a little bit. And some, you know how it is. We can't violate people's will. Some people just ain't having it. <laughs> there used to be a lady at Albertson's, man. She would just... She had a perpetual bad day. She was having a bad year every time I saw her. I said, well, Lord, I can't get through to her. Maybe you can. Send an angel. <laughs> I can't do it. Send her an announcement or something. Man, I smile at people. I, I treat people kindly. You, kindness, walking in the fruit of the Spirit, that's using your whole body as an instrument to do what is right for the glory of God. Let's go to the next verse. This is good. Ooh, sin is no longer your master. You know, I've seen, where, I've seen where people say just some silly things. Here's one of them. Maybe you said it before. You don't have to admit it. Don't raise your hand and don't look at me too weird because I'll know that you did it. I'm kidding. But you know where people go, well, me and God have an understanding. What does that even mean? God understands. Basically saying God understands why I don't serve him. Does he? He knows everything. But yeah, I guess he really does understand, but it's not okay. Because he knows everything. He's omnipotent. And omniscient, he knows everything, omnipresent. But what does that mean? It means that if you don't serve God, you're going to serve the devil. Really. I've said it for years, and I got it from somebody who's way smarter than me. I don't even remember. They say that's the definition of true creativity. Borrow something and then forget where you got it. Like P. Diddy. Another pop reference. But anyway, he stole everybody's songs, didn't he? Diana Ross, everybody's songs. That's true creativity, man. He just borrowed it and made it his. But I'm telling you, man, the, you do not have to be a sin, a, a, a sinful slave anymore. You don't have to be a sinful slave anymore. You don't have to be. You no longer live under the requirements of the law. Now, some people think, well, I'm not under the requirements of the law now, so I, does it mean I don't have to give to the Lord? No. It teaches that in the New Testament that you're going to give. There's some things that carried over. You know what Jesus satisfied? He satisfied ceremonial and sacrificial law. There's still a moral law, and there's still a law of giving, and there's still the law of serving God and being righteous, but it's been further developed in the New Testament. Okay? Instead, you live under the freedom of God's grace. Now, that doesn't mean we have a license to sin. Act crazy. You still got to be an example, right? We talked about letting your whole body serve as an instrument of doing right and doing God's will. Well, then, since God's grace has set us free from the law, does that mean we can go on sinning? Of course not. Someone say, of course not. Of course not. That doesn't, that doesn't make sense. I was talking to someone recently, and they said, man, so Jesus did all of this on the cross so we could keep sinning? It doesn't make sense, does it? No, he, he, he did all this on the cross so you wouldn't be a slave to sin anymore. Don't you realize that you become the slave of whatever you choose to obey? You can be a slave to sin which leads to death. Mm. Slave, being a slave to sin leads to death. Or you can choose to what? Obey God which leads to righteous living. Obedience is all-encompassing. Obedience to God's word is believing Sharing your faith, walking in love, forgiving, doing the, many of the things that you guys discussed. When you obey God, it leads to righteous living. Thank God, once you were slaves to sin, once I was a slave to sin, we all were. You say, man, well, I got saved young. Well, 
We were conceived, though. Scripture says we were conceived in sin. You say, man, my parents were married. Yeah, but you had to come to a point where you were old enough to accept Jesus. Some people, it's four years of age, five, six, seven, eight. Some of you said, man, I got saved at 30, 40, 50. Praise God, but you're not a slave to sin anymore. Now you wholeheartedly obey this teaching we have given you. That is good. You were a slave to sin. You're not anymore. Now you're free from your slavery to sin, and you have become slaves to righteous living. Let's stop right there. Romans 6, 18. Now you are free from your slavery to sin, and you have become slaves to righteous living. I was going to bring up something else a while ago, and it slipped my mind. I was having so much fun up here. So now you are free from your slavery to sin, and you have become slaves to righteous living. That's a good thing to be in slavery to. Say, man, I can't help it. I'm just going to do good now. Can you imagine? I can't help it. All I know to do is forgive. It's my default. I'm just going to forgive now. I mean, I don't know what else to do, but just love them. Just love them. Any questions tonight? I like doing that because I know you're not going to ask. Go ahead and bow your heads. Let's pray together. The Spanish service will be coming in soon, so we need to start to close. I want to lead you in prayer tonight. Is there anyone in the house? And once again, it's not just for those in the house. It's for those on the live stream and the recording here to follow. But is there anyone in the house who says, Pastor Matt, I have never accepted Jesus and made him the Lord of my life. I've never done it. If that's you, raise your hand. I'm going to pray with you. I believe, I believe most of you in here are saved. But, but if you said, man, Pastor Matt, if I die tonight, I don't know where I would go. I don't know where I would go. Please raise your hand. I want to be able, I'm just looking around. Is there anybody who says, pray with me? We're going to pray as a family. If you need to accept Jesus, raise your hand tonight, and I'm going to pray with you. All right. God bless you, sir, for your courage. You're here at the right time, at the right place, and you're brave about it and unashamed. God's going to honor you, young man. We're going to pray as a family. Everybody in, the, in this house, pray. Oh, man, this is an important moment, man. This is choking me up. Someone say, Heavenly Father. Everybody in this house, repeat, say, Heavenly Father. See, I can't do it on my own anymore. Say, Jesus, I need you. See, I believe in my heart. And I confess with my mouth that Jesus is Lord and that he rose again from the dead so that I could be right with God. Say, God, apart from you, I'm a sinner. Please forgive me. Cleanse me of my sin.